0: From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, this is The Five O'Clock, a weekly podcast of our Sunday, 5 p.m. service. I'm Patrick Miller, the rector of St. Mark's. Welcome. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Biologist and the author of the best-selling book, The God Delusion, Richard Dawkins, believes that Christian morality is fundamentally flawed, since much of it is premised on heavenly reward. He writes, If you're good because you want to curry favor with God, if you're good because you want to avoid going to hell, or if you want to go to heaven, That's a rather ennoble, self-centered reason to be good. Dawkins' conclusion that it is better to be good when it is not to your advantage, when it is born of a sort of pure altruism, is nothing new. The Enlightenment-era ethicist Immanuel Kant theorized that the most Moral acts are those that are done totally independently of serving oneself. It must be good in itself, or good without qualification to be a truly good act. Kant believed in God, unlike Dawkins, but he differed from Christian teaching when he posited that happiness was not a sufficiently good motivation to do good. Kant instead posited duty as the immovable principle by which those who would do good should be governed. Kant's thesis goes something like this, doing good shouldn't feel good, it should hurt. That's how we know that we are doing the right thing, when it is not to our benefit. In today's gospel lesson, we hear Jesus admonish those who store up treasures on earth, but not in heaven. He encourages his disciples to seek the happiness of heaven, to there expect and await a heavenly reward. I think Dawkins would consider this a sort of lazy morality. Do good for the sake of a reward isn't doing good it's selfish. Dawkins' reasoning might resonate with us because I believe a Kantian understanding of ethics dominates in our world today. In modern times, we are implicitly suspicious of those who do good because they enjoy it or are in some ways rewarded by it. We admire more those whose work is so self-offering, so selfless, so recognizably not to their benefit. And perhaps there is some good reason for this, since, after all, wasn't Jesus selfless on the cross when he poured himself out for us and for many? To such a conventional attitude, I would say that yes, indeed, Jesus was selfless on the cross, but we are not Jesus. Jesus was God's son who gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God, though he had all things with God and shared in God's very divinity. In the good works that we are called to do, we should, in fact, consider the benefit to ourselves. We do not believe, that we should make ourselves miserable for the sake of others, whether others be the poor, the oppressed, a spouse, a parent, or a child. Rather, we should care for these persons with joy and indeed delight in the action of doing good for their sake. This doesn't mean that our tasks will always be pleasant relationships. It doesn't mean that we'll never encounter difficulty. But our tasks and our works should not come at the expense of our own spiritual well-being. Many years ago, I had the privilege of sitting in on a seminar with a monk from the Society of St. John the Evangelist an Episcopalian Order of Monks in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I remember my mother describing him how much work and responsibility she had as the warden of our parish. He responded, I hope the, work's, the work that you do gives you joy. If not, I hope you quit it. I do not think he meant do what feels good, and if it feels like too much, give it up. Rather, I understood him to mean that if my mother did not find her labor fulfilling, which is to say, if her work was not somehow bringing her closer to God, then probably God was calling her to do something else. Put another way, our work is supposed to transform us more and more into the persons God is calling us to be. This doesn't mean... We have to totally change our professions, our character, or who we are. Martin Luther was once asked how a cobbler could be a good Christian. He responded rather pithily, the Christian cobbler is a good Christian when he makes good shoes. Because God is interested in good craftsmanship. Which is to say, take pride in your trade And take pride in providing for your family by honest labor. And do all things with excellence, for God's sake, and for your sake. Because God created you to excel. Those that say that work or love must be painful in order for it to be true or real, ignore the whole of the gospel message which is the call on the individual soul to turn to God. Our chief responsibility is to love and serve the Lord by turning to God and saving our souls. Anything else we do, we cannot expect to do well if our souls are disordered or in a state of distress. Does this mean that Christians never do anything that is difficult, trying, or spiritually exhausting? Absolutely not but it does mean that we do things with joy and hope in our hearts because we believe that heaven and its ethic are worth living, working, and sometimes dying for. Amen. This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church with special thanks to our band led by Cameron Deason Hammond. It's five o'clock somewhere, so join us every Sunday for the five o'clock service at St. Mark's 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas. Or, visit us online at stmarks-houston.org, s-t-m-a-r-k-s-houston.org.